Welcome one more time for the Mind Culture podcast. And today we have not one, not two, but five amazing, or maybe four without me, amazing <laughs> choreographers from all over the world. And we are here in this beautiful village in Ligatne, Latvia. And perhaps you could just, uh, yeah, simply tell us who you are and what you do, because I'm probably gonna um, destroy, demolish your names completely. So please <laughs> tell us who you are. You start. I start. Great. I'm Vita Malachova. I live in Italy. I work in a physical theater. And I'm here to create a performance with the masks here in Ligatin. I'm Niels Glass. I'm Belgian, but I live and work in Lithuania in Sheko Dance Company, and I'm here to create a choreography in the festival. I'm Małgorzata Suś. I'm Polish, but last four years I lived in Portugal, and uh, that's where I created most of my works as a dancer and choreographer. And recently I started to live in Austria. I'm Elias Trebutinger. I'm from Austria, I'm living there now. The last year I was traveling a lot in Asia and also the States with my wife, who is from Macau, China. So we also have this family connection to Asia. And now I'm here with my colleague, Hekin Delimat, to choreograph for this festival in Digatne, in a wonderful place in the nature. Yeah, so it seems like we are all in uh... A situation in which we have to make a piece like can you <laughs> right can you tell me more about this festival like what is this festival that we are at for me it's uh, very important that it's so connected um, the nature and art um, and the focus of, uh, of ecology in this festival because generally most of my works are associated with environment uh, since a long time. So when I, uh, when I saw it, I was like, okay, I, I would like to come here and have this opportunity also to work uh, site specific, which is another thing that interests me. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's maybe what brought us here. So it, this festival is something that we applied for. Yes. yes. Online. Yes. No, I I didn't apply, but it's like if you're from Latvia, it's the only festival that is in site-specific context for dance, mm -hmm. and uh, like normally they ask some people local mm -hmm. just to make sure that there will be some people they know, and then most mm -hmm. of the people applied mm -hmm. from abroad because it's a totally not known festival. Yeah, it's, uh, it was for me also weird because actually from Lithuania there were quite a lot of people that came here in previous uh, editions but still not so many people know about it mm -hmm. and for me it's also something which is very, I mean it's a very important festival actually like talking about ecology and how to connect art with ecology and, and, and environment and saving it, it, it's, it that's the thing with draw drawn me also to the festival because as with you like the topics which I normally work with are social topics and environmental topics and this was a good 
like place for me to combine both together. So and it was very nice that they selected. My I idea. think what is particular for this festival interesting that they also integrate a lot local com community, like in the organization and also. I hope and I think that used to be like this before that a lot of local people come to see the play and I can tell you like many people they don't go to see contemporary dance mm -hmm. performances. But, but they go here because it's uh, in rural area and yeah, uh, they are from there is here. a culture. And also this like this place is quite touristical so it's like for example I know people who will come because they would like to see the place, but then there's this festival, they have no clue what is it about, mm -hmm. but they will just come and see. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool really integrating uh, local uh, environment and that's how I actually know about the festival because I work here in Latvia a lot with like uh, social theater and different uh, how do you say in the social groups that are uh, excluded excluded maybe? yeah so I was interested to come because mm -hmm. of that and I was also hoping that maybe there would be more possibility to work with local people but I just didn't thought it's too much. In general, in Latvia, I think it's very special that the people, I think I can talk in general, but I don't know so specific, but what I experienced now, uh, they are very connected to the nature and the environment. And it's really special, like, I mean, this hype of um, yeah, ecology and climate change and stuff that started the last years, it's getting all over Europe now, but I feel in Latvia this is something that is in the culture and it's since a long time or since it's not artificial and no. it's, it's really beautiful and I think that's also makes a really nice connection point of the arts that come here to the people who live here and who are really connected with the dance and what we experienced yesterday also with mm. the like traditional mm. uh, like folk dancers and singing also I think this it's kind of connected all of mm. traditional culture and also the land. Well, it's the same in Lithuania because they have this very uh, old and strong pagan um, history, mm -hmm. and it all comes from. I mean, paganism is part of like you know, it it all talks about nature and the connection with like mm -hmm. nature and it never died out mm -hmm. like it somehow stayed within the history and in society it's really still special, it's right? a very yeah. yeah it's very strong for example i was working in the how do you call the elderly people's home mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah and uh, i asked just one question what are you missing of being here inside and completely everyone answered the nature mm -hmm. and the uh, ability to go in the nature uh, physically also mm -hmm. because most of them they cannot go alone anymore mm -hmm. or just like possibility to have a completely free schedule so like they would mm -hmm. say mushroom picking and mm -hmm. stuff like that i was actually expecting they would say like i don't know but you know my my, my children or something mm -hmm. but nature is more yeah yeah you know also why that is that it never died out because as much as I'm not, <laughs> I'm not promoting Soviet <laughs> times, but in Soviet times, everyone in Lithuania and Latvia got assigned a summer, like a, not a summer house, but a, mm. an outside of the city garden place. Mm. And everyone built like a summer house there. And when they have time in the weekends or during holidays, oh, and they always go there and it's like in the nature always, everyone planted a lot of trees and they have their gardens there they go there like mostly every weekend especially the older generations or like the middle-aged generations to 
to take all the fresh vegetables from the garden and it's something which is like that it, it kind of helped i think with keeping that connection mm-hmm. although i'm not favorable of you know mm-hmm. the time era but i think this is some i mean i don't know i'm not from here originally but as far as i know f what i experienced this is also like mm-hmm. that brings some kind of uh, connection i mean in poland we also have those but mm-hmm. it's not for like everyone i mm-hmm. have the feeling that it's long gone and it's just a, like like all generations it's still very yeah. strong in lithuania also most people have like saunas there so they like just oh. go in the weekend they chill mm-hmm. with friends and uh, yeah i mean for some i don't know why or how this happened but like everyone has like almost everyone has like a summer house from the parents and like it's just Super and they cool. they love to go there and i think also something that is really special here i don't know about poland so much because i didn't go there to the countryside but compared with austria the nature is really untouched in a mm-hmm. certain way like in austria we have a lot of nature and a lot of mountains but there's almost no place where i can go where i feel like i go into a like original forest you know like something that is not cultivated by humans yes. and i mean it's it's kind maybe partly cultivated but it has it has a spirit still you know yeah, but and in austria it used to be much calm. more yeah. like now yeah. actually i left latvia like 15 years ago mm-hmm. and i have a feeling like wow like original forests almost are gone mm-hmm. everything is so beautiful but probably yeah, level, yeah i have a yeah. feeling like everything is changed and mm-hmm. like all those paths and but yeah probably compared to and i think this also makes something to the people because yeah. I mean, in our Western society, we are trained to like something that is cultivated. But if people really listen to their heart, something like this around here, it's just, it just touch you. And, yeah, and, and, so much more. Yeah, yeah I, I feel that also like, uh, yeah, you said about the river. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see the river yet, but you said that there's, like, you, have, you have been everywhere, I guess, in Austria. And you said like, you have not seen a river that is so... Free. Yeah, this is like, like just one. not regulated. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big river that is, I, mean, I don't know, maybe 50 meters wide or something. And you just look and it's just natural. It's just as the nature made it. And in Austria, I think it's almost impossible to find just a little piece of river that is like this. Is everything regulated, everything made from humans to be as they want it. Yeah, totally. For me, it's a, like a big change because to live in Vienna where everything is asphalt and, and concrete. <laughs> like, it's literally like, there used to be like trees in alleys and I always, like, uh, the same is the same about Polish cities. I think the same about cities in general, but there always used to be like, whenever there was a street, there used to be trees on the mm-hmm. side, but because the car needed space, they like destroyed everything mm-hmm. of that. So, so like, it's so nice to see some trees that were that grow but is this actually in poland similar like here or is this also i mean you have parts of poland that are like this like somewhere in the north somewhere in the in the east especially or somewhere in the middle where no one lives but generally um, it doesn't go together with humans so much maybe like uh, i mean there are places there are places poland has a lot of different places but but I think in general there's, there's been a lot of industrialization. Yeah, yeah, I, also, yeah, also I feel like we lost this kind of pagan tradition that here is still sure. so present. And mm-hmm. also 
I think this holds a lot of this uh, connection with the nature in the in the nation and mm. in the country. The sad thing what I see though is that with the younger generation, as far as I could see, because of internet, these mm. pagan traditions are slowly going away. Like my mm. like our generation, like thirties, they're still very connected to it. But then when you go to like the eighteen and mm. younger, it the parents try but you can see that there's less interest for it mm. because they're so focused on wanting to evolve and catch up somehow in a way or like that they they lose then this which is normal like it's a normal like thing but yeah i i can see that also i think this has to do with like uh, some kind of national complex that is be, that is something that follows the Soviet Union yeah, yeah, times, yeah, like yeah. being behind and like you see all the West, you see all the wealth of the West, mm-hmm. and you wanna be like people who have it better. But in a way. it's not better. I mean, in a sense, that's why Lithuanians or Latvians now also are like, but why did you stay or move to Lithuania? Like because of this, mm-hmm. there's still this like connection and. Also, community-wise, n- not also again downgrading countries where it was before, like Belgium, Netherlands. But in a sense, for me, it feels more like once you're in a community here in these ex-Soviet countries, you're really in the community. Mm-hmm. It takes a while; it's a bit of a struggle. But once you're in, you're in, and you don't have that so much. Like I feel, people truly care about each other here, while. Yeah, not so many. Yeah, also like, but I feel because of 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 capitalism, I think also and how the capitalistic system works in Belgium. Yeah, people care, but in the end, they care still the most for themselves. Right. And I feel here you still have a true care, like somehow for other people also, and which is a hard thing to say, but I do believe in that. I mean, that's my opinion. So, mm. wow. Yeah, I feel that I like. I can imagine that is like this. Yeah. Like I mean, I live in Vienna, and I feel like uh, there are some communities that are more honest, obviously. But generally, like if I want to be a part of, uh, let's let's call it like a contemporary dance community, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of interactions that are very artificial. I don't know. For you say that this is more real here. In business and art, it's the, I'm talking about natural connections. Like okay. business art, it's not. I mean, you would say not a natural connection. It's like more, you know, um, professional. Yeah. In that sense, then it's difficult. Yes, okay. because people have to fight so hard to get ahead, and with so little amount of money, basically, or like resources. That's what I also thought. Yeah. Because of lack of the money, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. there can be tensions in this jealousy case. but the mm-hmm. same time because of lack of the money there is also a lot of understanding mm-hmm. but i feel when i come to work here there's just some simplicity because nobody has a money and yeah. it's a kind of also gives a mm-hmm. 
There's has another relationship between each other as well. I have well. the feeling that money complicates things. That's for sure. Like, <laughs> like now I have, I mean, I have this event like in uh, in 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 Vienna, and and of course we are still at the very 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 beginning. So there's no money. Like it's a just platform for anyone because there's no place to perform in Vienna if you're like not a part of the inner circle, mm. and there's no place. So there's a friend of mine. He has a space, and I started to like doing this program there. But because we have no money, it's so easy. Just mm -hmm. like you come, you have time, yeah. and you mm -hmm. can present your work. That's it. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, and then you actually also get the people that come for the right reason. You know, yeah. like in some yes. case, I also like what I like in Lithuania because artists don't have fixed prices like they do in the West. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you ask a composer <laughs> to compose something for you, they will always just check how much money you have yeah. and how mm -hmm. interested they are in the project that you're giving. Mm -hmm. Because for them, it's not always about the money. It's also about helping an idea to grow. And this would never happen in yeah, Belgium or the Netherlands. Like they have fixed prices. And if you can't pay it, sorry, I don't do it. Mm -hmm. And in a sense for me, I like I mean, I would want to give them more money or like, you know, because then life is easier also for them to survive. But then it's also then it comes down to what do I really believe in and what do I really want to support? Mm -hmm. And I, I for me, that gives an extra value to the work that you do. Mm -hmm. Nice. OK, my question. Because you say size specific this, size specific that. What is size specific? I don't know. Can you tell me a little bit? What does it mean, size specific? <laughs> Bam! Here we go. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. It's yeah, like for me in my work, I'm really interested interested in the energy of the place. Let's say. Mm -hmm. And I think the energy of a place has a lot of different levels, but I'm trying with my dancers really to take time to mm -hmm. get in touch with that. Mm -hmm. And especially here in a place that has such a special energy, I think it's even something more interesting or valuable mm -hmm. to, to work into that. And yeah, we tried to develop the story of the choreography kind of from what we got out of the place and out of the environment yeah. yeah i think like for me it's something that you you come and you have a kind of ready scenography that can inspire your work but in this case it's uh, interesting because we came already with uh, prepared ideas mm -hmm. more or less and uh, we did not know what will be the spaces so then you you somehow try to like uh, bring these two together that your concept fits to the space mm -hmm. but normally when I have a freedom just to first choose the space then it's more coming from the space itself the, the idea of the piece mm -hmm. so it's inspired with the architecture or with nature like uh, here mm -hmm. yeah for example I chose to work in cemetery and I really feel this energy of the space because like we walked in, inside. Sorry. It's okay. I know every time I say walk in cemetery, people are like, like oh. <laughs> but I chose because of that, because actually I chose because I thought like, Already when we we came there, everyone just started to behave a little bit weirdly. And it's like, what is this place? 
Why is it so like? Why can't? Uh, Wait a second. Yeah. We let you pass. <laughs> Okay, tell me more about the cemetery. Yes. <laughs> a beautiful moment. I'm so interested. Okay. What I wanted to say, yeah, like I was thinking, like to make an artwork in a cemetery, it's, I knew it's gonna take a responsibility, like because whatever we do now in the cemetery, it just always looks too much or not respectful or for someone, like uh, someone feels ashamed. And uh, I actually chose because of that, because I was interested, like, what is this, uh, <laughs> all our, like, cliches and prejudice about mm -hmm. this place? And suddenly, like, we are just cutting out now things, because everything is just too much. Or I also suddenly feel like, ah, <laughs> the ladies passing by there, like, <laughs> maybe wow. it's not respectful. And I think that's, like, for me, site-specific, like, whatever I planned before, the space is saying me like mm -hmm. so it's like yeah. a you put a challenge on yourself there like, like you want to solve a problem like the, there's a problem like working in cemetery comes with cliches and stigmas and you I want think to somehow go against that i could say that but i realized it during the work before i wouldn't think that it would be so weird but also because i don't know how it's going to be in the performance I didn't know it's gonna be like this. Mm -hmm. Some years ago, I was performing with a group from Macau in um, the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, and the piece was called Picnic in the Cemetery. And after the performance, we went to a cemetery in Edinburgh to kind of get in touch with the with the energy and mm -hmm. the feeling there. Mm -hmm. And then it went already dark. And when it was already dark, we left the cemetery. But it was a little bit bright still in the background, but yeah, you could basically just see silhouettes. And then we were a group of for sure 15 people in very strange outfits from the performance and suitcases <laughs> and stuff and walking down. It was like stairs, really long stairs coming down from the cemetery to the street. Yeah, the Edinburgh. And then <laughs> we were a crowd of people coming down there. And then a guy passed by, it was a gate, you know, the entrance, and then he looked up and he screamed like... <laughs> 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 and then we heard the, the footsteps down the street, da, 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 da. Oh until like the whole street down. <laughs> Last year people are more brave. So yeah, last year they were just like... <laughs> no, because I met an old lady alone with a mask on my face in the cemetery. She just stopped and she looked at me and I get so scared. I was like, this is so wrong. I'm alone. I'm having this mask on my face and I'm like... <laughs> oh, because you're working with masks. Yes, I do. Yes. It's a mask I made uh, from real people's uh, portraits. So it was. <laughs> <laughs> now I look, I see it so creepy. Oh my god! No, but it's it's so cool. Like the idea is so cool. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a tribute. Tri tri tribute? Do you say that? Tribute. Yeah. Tribute to the those people who who lived, and I decided it's gonna be in cemetery. What are the names of the people? Like. 
<laughs> like one is Ludwig, <laughs> but he is not. He is not part of the performance. I I decided not to use this mask. So there is like an inside joke because uh, Vita oh no. used to call Elias Ludwig for like a day and a half, and that's why it's so funny for us. But and I really like the mask. And she said that Elias looks like yeah. Ludwig, yeah, but that's it. That's that's the that's end of it. the joke. It's and not, not funny at all anymore. No. Yeah, and Ludwig is not part of the performance. Anyway, He's now out. it's Elias. Okay, so so let's go. So we have. Uh, can you tell me because we all got some dancers from the festival, so there is like a big group of people that attends as participants, and all of us got like dancers. Uh, assigned or they actually could choose who they want to work with so I for example have three dancers and you have four and you have other numbers of dancers could you tell me like how is the experience working with people how is this experience with you know who do you meet how is the meeting like I think it's interesting because the experience at least in my group is very uh, different of each person or like kind of I have two experienced dancer dancers then two with no experience and one dancer but very young so it's also the age thing like the age is from 15 to 30 mm -hmm. so <clears throat> it's somehow interesting how to find a common language that will be understandable for everyone uh, in terms of mm -hmm. movement and how to which kind of uh, tools uh, i can use that it will be uh, understandable and possible to do for the not experienced ones and in the same time not boring for the the, the dancers uh, mm -hmm. professional dancers so yeah they said it's interesting challenge mm -hmm. also the fact that we did not know before who they will be so mm -hmm. you could also have prepared some completely different uh, image in your mind for the amount and for the experience and now it's uh, mm -hmm. changing everything. Uh, so in the application for the festival when I wanted to create I asked for to work with people of different ages and experiences because of the whole COVID situation it's a bit like that we have to deal with less people which is fine because I still have um, different ages and experiences, just a smaller amount. And for me, that's very interesting because I wanted to work, I wanted to see how professional dancers would work with people from the community that don't have dance experience mm -hmm. and how that would kind of make the professionals more human. Uh -huh. And also how the community could learn and experience new things. Uh -huh. And one of the people from the community, from the community, a woman, she is doing a duet with one of the professional girls and she had to cry afterwards. And this is what I wanted to like. I didn't want to make her sad, but I wanted to achieve that they would experience something different. And she's part of the festival. She's participant. Or she no, she's actually it? one. She's the, the director of the culture house here. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, so like it was like real. Uh, the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's super nice. Ah, I, it's so nice. it's cool. So like but two they said of them. Yes, I'm very impressed. That yeah, I was yes. very happy also. And then one guy never did anything with movement before. And he was like so happy to like 
<laughs> because we had like this duet with the other girl and like I don't want them to touch because it's a bit more fragile man and woman like you know to kind of have them so I kind of have this like ghosting with the hands thing and he was like so happy and excited about it it was just like <laughs> and this is a nice thing because in my company where I work in Lithuania they work a lot with community also I never created with them or was never in the process but I spoke a lot with them, like what are good tools to use. And I wanted to experience it for the first time myself because I only worked with professionals before. So, right. yeah. Oh, that's, that's super cool. Like that you get a chance to yeah. also that too. That, that, that I think the thing here is motivation. Like this is something that I experienced here intense. So like you have people, so I have, okay, I have professional, maybe more professional dancers, but they are so extremely motivated to be a part of your creation mm -hmm. so that is the work is just flowing it's mm -hmm. it's really it's it's incredible it goes really fast they work really fast they're mm -hmm. very like and they listen and they really like i also told in the beginning like it's not just me my work i mean I, if you have any suggestions or whatever like or concerns talk to me like I mean which is hard to do for them but then also it's like how open do you make them feel and I feel like they're very assertive like uh -huh. they're just like no this for me doesn't work I mean just like and then I'm like okay yeah maybe if you don't feel like that is a good way to go then you as a choreographer have to find another solution because they have to feel comfortable and, and it has to make sense to them also they're inside you're not well, they're gonna perform it yeah. so if they want if you want to make them perform well so i guess they need to be kind of okay with the work yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah for for me I, I like i had this i didn't know who i'm gonna get because at, at first it looked like no one is interested in working with me because <laughs> I think we all had that, but it was we just like that there were only like one or two people per person like that. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was looking at like all this because there was this presentation of choreographers, everyone saying something about the project and like, and then suddenly yeah. like Elias has four girls and there's like three people going there, <laughs> five people going there and there's like this like one girl coming to me and then after a while like and a guy mm -hmm. and that was it. And the next day I had one more person. So in the end I have three. Three is a good number to work with, I think. But it had actually four. I had, yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> another story. That's another story. <laughs> but as I say, I had three and I'm really happy because they're experienced. Like one is a performer, one is a, like a professional performer slash choreographer. The other one works in a dance theater. So she's like a full on dancer and one is studying acting, but he has been dead dancing his whole life because his mother is a director of this festival so it's pretty it's pretty cool but i also had this little boy yeah you, you wanted to me to mention it like unfortunately i was also like at, at just before we started working on the first day like there was a, like a guy coming with a little boy and said uh, there's this little boy maybe he wants to join and they say okay and then we started working also with the little boy there's, a, he's, there's the problem, he's not an amateur, 100%, because he's a breakdancer and he's a very skilled breakdancer. But that's even worse, like, because he has, like, 
he's in this age, like 14 years old or something, he's in this age where this is the, the whole truth, mm-hmm. I feel. And he will never like, it's really hard for him to step out of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, so then the work looked like then the first day, so I, I, I had this open-minded dancers there and I can tell them anything and they do anything. And I had this little boy that needs all the attention in order mm-hmm. to make a little step. So it was like always the negotiation between him and them. But in the end, the boy like uh, decided he was not really into it. Mm-hmm. Although I myself, I'm a break dancer and I can totally understand where he's coming from. I can totally relate and I can totally give him tasks. But the problem is if he's not open enough then to deconstruct at least a little bit the break this vocabulary mm-hmm. then it's that's not gonna work for what i was wanted to i want for what i wanted to mm-hmm. do this time and that's a pity because i always wish like because breakdance breakdancers have so many skills they're so trained and they're so awesome but somehow it often comes with narrow-mindedness yeah, it's, it? uh, totally. mm-hmm. i think it's uh, really like this kind of age uh, still think and discovering like the uh, 15 years old girl uh, is a ballet dancer, the one that I have in the group. And on the first day, uh, I gave them a task to fix some movement phrase and kind of improvise. And she told me, but I don't know how to do it because always the choreographer gives me the steps in ballet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then somehow like now she, yesterday she was so fast and already like so much more uh, open-minded with creating the material that I was really happy that Somehow she seeing like how we work in the group. She she went uh, mm. also out of this. But I, I feel feeling girls have a little bit more persistence. I, my mm-hmm. God, my boy lasted only two hours, <laughs> even though I encouraged him completely. Like I was like, yeah, you you can do handstands. You can do like you know. But boys, you can do. boys in that age are very no. <laughs> There's this very, uh, what's the word, um, impatient. Ah, yeah. Mm. They're very impatient and it's very, yeah, it, it gives complications. I also have a 17 year old folk dance girl that never did anything else before, but she learns so fast. Mm. Uh, I had also an like, older girl. I don't know exactly how old she is, but definitely quite older. And she also has some experience in folk dance. And I think like she didn't dance for quite a while. She's more into fitness things and stuff. And for her, it was also so difficult to kind of, yeah, do anything else. Or even, I think, mm-hmm. even I couldn't really make her do her folk dance things because I think it's also already quite mm-hmm. far away for her somehow. Mm-hmm. And it took her two days. On the second day, she told me, yeah, I will think about like how I can do that mm-hmm. and then I was already a bit worried if she will come again and stuff but on the next day like yesterday she came and then we went to the place and I told her to really connect to what she experienced and the first day she told me already that she hears the water so loud because the cave mm-hmm. above the water mm-hmm. and then she really started working I left her alone there but for me it was kind of like my challenge to make her arms move because I think that's something that she never really did you know in folk dance i think it's not so it's always kind of placed somewhere yeah and then um there was sand on the floor and she she told me she likes the floor and like the stamping and then i asked her if she maybe can 
use the sand in the air mm. that you can really draw with in, in the mm. air, you know, mm. and also make the connection to the water down. And then she started this, and then she told me she don't like the sand. Oh. And then I asked her, oh. maybe she... <laughs> <laughs> no, That's an anticlimax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's okay, because actually anyway, I was not interested in the sand. I mean, it was also nice, but in her movement. So I asked ah. her if she can do it without sand, what she just ah. experienced with the sand. And then she started doing this and it was really, really a beautiful transition from the ground and from the materials that are around into the movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's our challenge somehow to make them yeah, to find the ways for them that work. But have you worked before uh, with the non-dancers? Like before this festival? I mean, I worked as a teacher. But like for creation and creation? Also, like, like, like yeah, because I wasn't... Like it was a competition team, but I didn't just want to give them steps and everything. For me, that's just like they had that already and it was kind of like my challenge to open their minds a little bit so i was also busy with that with them and it took me it was a struggle in the beginning because i didn't work with amateurs since i ever started in the professional field and not artistically like sometimes yeah technique class but um, so it took a while for me to get really them open enough and to make them understand and um so I got the tools from that time. So now it's easier yeah. for me to do. I'm happy. I realize it now because I was a bit afraid. I was like, okay, ask for like different, you know, like all this. But in a sense, I noticed now that I learned from that time. And I'm happy that I now know this because I can use this more. I think there is like the talking with dancers and talking with non-dancers. Like as long as... As you're talking with human being, it doesn't matter if they're dancer or non-dancer, mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe there is this misconception, or for sure I had this misconception, I guess everyone has this misconception at the beginning where you work with like people who, who know your vocabulary, who know a vocabulary, that uh, this is the way we speak. But actually, if you can transcend mm -hmm. a little bit your work yeah. through that... Uh, dance steps idea or dance strategies idea then it becomes just a communication yeah, I actually really like to start in the beginning of a work with new people always to like um see what they are interested why they are there i think that's the most important question why are you here what do you want what oh, yes. and from this i mean sometimes nothing is coming but mostly there's some coming something even if it's a little bit and if you try to take this, you can really, I think, make it much more easy for them to enter into the process. And, yeah. yeah, but that's what true. I, I thought that, for example, like the difference between giving the classes in the theater for kids mm -hmm. that I do, mm -hmm. and for example, maybe because I have a very young girl, 12, 12 mm -hmm. years as well, it's just like it's in, like here people chose to be. Yeah. So whatever mm -hmm. experience, not experience, I feel like there's motivation to be here and mm -hmm. do something. And in some theater classes, I have a feeling the parents really want them, them yeah. Yeah. to That's do that. Really and then you That's can feel the world is completely like different. I, I felt like... Babysitting is like, no. That's why I felt like it's so difficult sometimes to create for the schools, for this like final, you know, the graduation, whatever, of course. 
performance and I felt such a struggle sometimes like to do anything there it's like it's also not interesting for me anymore and here it's like it's obvious people want to be here yeah but this festi festival I think it also it's such a nice thing I would love to participate because it, I mean maybe when I was younger but it's such a nice full experience because for example yesterday we were like doing all this folk dancing <laughs> things in the forest this festival has incredible. so much cool stuff i don't yeah. know like it's the first time for me going to a festival where you have so many different experiences it's just like it's, it's a bit of an overload sometimes but it's also really but also cool. it's nice you can choose what you want yeah, and what not, yeah. so it's actually really great but there, there's so many festivals where like the experiences are just purely dance based mm -hmm. and here is not like that there are some also experiences that are more really just community based yeah. Yeah. but that's completely one of the goals of the festival mm -hmm. and i also so like saw it yesterday because i thought I felt it was really cool because also dancers were like from the festival super open in this folk event mm -hmm. because that's not obvious. That's yeah. not always. It's not at all obvious mm -hmm. that I all these contemporary so, yeah. artists come and they just jump <laughs> in the grass around the fire. This is not like no, banal. Yeah, true. So that I think was a cool thing mm -hmm. that actually just like everyone keeps it simple and mm -hmm. open. They have a smart selection here, I feel like about yeah. the people that they select to come and work because I feel every one of us is very open and very like oh let's just do it and like mm -hmm. let's have a good time and there's no like no one looks down on each other and 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 this is in a sense rare to say to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I think we all know this yeah. I don't know tell me more about it yeah. I don't know I want to learn about the contemporary dance um, I don't know, environment. How oh, yeah, it? yeah, you do? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to make enemies, no. <laughs> so you say there is some kind of rivalry in the contemporary dance? It's not about rival <laughs> rivalry, but it's more, um, I don't know, like cockiness. Mm -hmm. yeah. so I do my work and therefore I'm so much more cool than you because you do yes. your work and your work is obviously worse than my work and therefore not worse it's just more but i mean there's this necessity in artists in general to stand above other people because they're an artist do you think it has to do something with postmodernism and the power dynamics no it has that? to do with insecurity okay <laughs> they're so insecure actually because they don't have a lot of money because of what they do. They don't get a lot of respect from people because of what they do. I have it also. Mm -hmm. I mean, last year I caught myself, I was having a really difficult time because it was kind of difficult for me in Vilnius to find work and I was really struggling. And I got also this, like, I became this personality that I hated. Mm -hmm. I became jealous and I also became like miserable and I wanted to look better than I did and it was just this like I really had this adversity of myself so I understand where it comes from it's just are you aware and do you want to change it or do you want to stay in it yeah. so it's kind of this and I really don't like this and I hate arrogance I cannot stand arrogance it's something which for me is like just be yourself if you really like all this artistic whatever stuff, like really then like it, it's fine. But I notice when it comes from a place where it's really from you or when it's like mm -hmm. made. Mm -hmm. 
She just said it's the first time I'm here, so uh, also we are here first time, <laughs> as you see. Yeah, yeah, she, I feel you completely. Like there's for me, like I, I, I mean, of course, you notice this in the people sometimes who work already for a long time in the field, but also for me, the most of the things that it was the first period after university, like suddenly mm -hmm. you graduate and suddenly you're like, you got your first job and therefore you, you're cocky about it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, I for sure had it as well. Oh, me too. I'm very yeah. sure. Like, yeah. I mean, I, if I would look back at, if I would meet myself when I was 23, I would hate me. Like, it's just, <laughs> I mean that's just it's about knowing yourself and also like i really needed i needed a lot of time to grow both as an artist and as a person i had to learn a lot of stuff and the hard way and like also just but it's about whether you want it yes yeah. or no and i think also like jealousy is really a big topic oh yes also, i guess every one of us knows that it's like you see this one gets this job this one i feel like for me personally sometimes uh, like social media is pushing this more and more that's yeah. why I, I from time to time stop like instagram completely or oh, i just I feel that it gets it pulls like, me into a into a yeah. mm -hmm. destructive destructive yeah. direction yeah yeah true mm -hmm. yes and i think it somehow <laughs> takes away your creativity because you start to judge yourself oh. so much and compare yeah. to the others yeah, totally. that you lose this courage to just create what you actually want yeah, to create. and just appreciate what you are mm -hmm. and yeah what you do but on for what are you doing it if you don't appreciate it yeah, yeah true like, but on a positive note because we're also open mm -hmm. at least yeah. me as a creator here i feel like i can just do what i want and even like don't have to think like oh what would other people think about it because i know that you guys would support the idea anyway and just find your own way and of course we have taste and like mm -hmm. but in a sense there's also this like okay we had only a week and we're all aware mm -hmm. of this and i feel also like most of us are still searching about who we are as creators mm -hmm. which gives it a very open feeling and for mm -hmm. me that's very nice because that's why i came here to experiment yeah. Yeah. so it, like, it gives yeah. not too much pressure no. that you have to produce mm -hmm. and no I mean, we want to do good, and that's sure. also, we all want to do good, I feel that, but it's also just like, yeah, there's like, there's a place for error, and error is beauty, you know? Like it's, I think there is a place for error, even if you work for nine months, I mean, there is always a place sure, for error. Sure, but it doesn't always feel like that. Yeah, for sure, it doesn't feel like that's that. That's what I mean, like here, like, I mean, you're in an environment where you feel com like completely comfortable, which when you work for nine months somewhere it might not always feel like that mm -hmm. but for me yes like mistakes is how you learn and it's funny because i made a choreography in vilnius two years ago for the last year art students of the national academy of dan uh, like of the national ballet school and um <laughs> during the premiere i was sitting in the light booth and i was just like what is this shit i created Oh, I have it every time. They were... Yeah, right. that's what I thought as well. I'm like, I often feel this way. I'm like, oops. Oh, no. <laughs> but before the premiere, you don't see it. Like, it's just, it's like, there's no, like, somehow. And then I was sitting in the booth and I was like, holy shit. 
Like it was so bad. I mean, they were great. Yeah. But it's but the just work. the work is just like what is this? Like I'm quite lucky in this because usually I join my own performance. <laughs> I do that as well. I often do that as well, so I don't have a chance to judge too much. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is, it can be good or it can be bad. That's true, but. Um, it's also personal for everyone. So maybe someone someone comes and loves it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, I know, I know. That happens. And if you have more people that love it than, than hate it, then it's already kind of a success. Yeah, true. Okay. But it's also, it's very important that people either love it or hate it. Okay. Yeah. If there's no real opinion, it means that it's a bad it's word. Like for me, this yeah. is like the worst word. Mm -hmm. Either then, people have to love it or hate it. Like, and uh, like... And that's a good thing. People not liking it is good because it means like there is something in it that triggers them. Mm -hmm. The work itself. I don't mean the quality of the work, but I mean the work itself, like yeah, as yeah. the idea and like how it's uh, worked out. You know, in Latvia, audience, like, they're very direct. They never try <laughs> to give any honest. sympathy. They're very honest. <laughs> yes. Like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you see it on stage, you see it on their and face. While for me, it's that. very new because in Italy, sometimes there's a lot of bravo, bravo, and brava, and everything. And then it's just like you feel inside, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what I love that even the audience sometimes are super serious, but like when they really come to you and they say something, there's no any doubt they really mm -hmm. mean it. Yeah. No, I don't know anyone in Latvia who would come to the performer, even if it's your friend, and they would say a compliment. Mm -hmm. if, if they don't, if if they don't honest, mean yeah. it, yeah. So true. it's really a, a quality that I appreciate a lot here. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. very tough if nobody comes. Yeah. <laughs> Lithuania and Latvia has really good quality control of your work. Yeah. It, like right. it's really like, you and know exactly. And it's not exactly only artists. Like how it's like in a culture. It's yeah. In Austria though, from my experience, after the, after the work, even if you hate it, it's like, oh my god. Uh -huh. nice. oh, yeah, no, that's why I'm, I'm I meant really so appreciate yeah. what you did there. Mm, very good lighting, very good, <laughs> very good stage design. I like the dramaturgy. The seats are comfortable. <laughs> just don't come to me yeah. then. Like, I, it's okay to not I mean, like it, or just say that you don't like it. Critique is there to grow. <laughs> But it's how you say it. But course. there are both okay. sides for it. For example, work in progress, concept of work in progress, Latvia is quite new. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes, because mm -hmm. I did a yeah, lot of work in progresses here. And sometimes I really feel like uh, the people not from the field, they were like, if it's not ready, why you show it? Yeah, they don't get this. Yeah, now. I mean, this is also another part that people want the quality. But well, that makes sense, actually. And the work in progress is really difficult. You say, like, no, no, it's a one week. But of... if you, if you yeah. say it like this, if you say it this, like, if it's not ready, why do you show it? Yeah, exactly. But, but I, I can get totally yeah. on board with that, you know? But, it's like... but that's the but it's like every residency ask the work in progress. That, every time the art every time artists don't want it, but then they're like, Yeah, yeah, that's nice to share the work. Everyone hates it, I think more. But or less. In, in Lithuania or Latvia, if you share your work before, no one's gonna come to your performances because there's yeah, not enough true. people living here. You yeah. can never do like a tryout week or whatever because then everyone has seen it already. And oh. also people have this mind like mm -hmm. I, I get the idea. <laughs> I like it or that. It, there's no, there's no really collaboration. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
maybe I give some feedback and after I come and see like where did it go I also I'm not living here in, and mm. I don't have so much like artist friends but that's what I in one year I got this feeling oh in Lithuania you have to have thick skin if you do like a tryout before in front of other artists like you're gonna know <laughs> I did like, it many I many times I was, I was in the in, in Lithuania I was in this uh, new Baltic then? printing house uh, arts ah, printing yeah. house and I also had the feeling like like that that's what you're talking about like mm, it's like yeah they're just, very critical interesting work you know? mm-hmm. it's really good for you <laughs> yeah, in Vilnius it's a lot. I feel like in Klaipeda, I don't know. But, you know, it's just, it's like the thing is like I do work also sometimes for depends on the work. Like I always want to uh, target my audience, but like if I do a solo work, I kind of do it also for myself, like very much. So and then this work that I, I worked for in Vilnius, it was like the last. The piece was ready. I just wanted to do the lights, and this was like the last. I don't know. Uh, the last week and uh, I knew that I knew the work I knew exactly what I did and I knew exactly how I want to do it and it's like whether you like it or you don't like it I, I, in a way it's, I mm-hmm. didn't mind I, I didn't take this in consideration but I, I still felt like this this like this feeling from the audience because we have quite a big audience there in printing house yeah. you know, like they were like mm-hmm. but was it useful for you because I'm asking myself lately a lot is it useful for artists work in progress like well, people say yes, but well, it depends because uh, to get a feedback, not always useful. Exactly. But to have an experience of, of presenting mm. in front of people, mm. always useful. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's yeah. For the feedback, the that's what I feel. So I'm not sure if it's so useful for me. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. if I don't, if I ask for your opinion, yes. If I don't ask for your opinion, don't give it to me. I. Mm. <laughs> but if people come for work in progress, that's what they think. Like it is I have, I have this one dancer in the company. Like the words with me all, he always gives me opinion, and I like, almost never ask for. Yeah. <laughs> don't just don't. If I want to, I will yeah. ask. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just also. I mean, then it's awkward because some people I just don't respect. I mean, that's harsh to say. But I don't need your opinion because I don't respect you as a person. So why would I want your opinion? Mm-hmm. That's very harsh, but it's then a both way thing, you know, like it's kind of this. If but I if respect you, do you a I'll different ask. kind of work, you have different kind of approach, which completely doesn't apply to what I exactly. do. Then your opinion is not valid. It's not valid. Mm-hmm. It's not valuable in a way. But then you can say, okay, you can extract everything from every opinion. Yes, you can do, but you can save yourself a little bit of an, as this emotional you know roller coaster by just hearing this and that i mean critique is hard for everyone you know and your work is kind of like your baby it's very fragile it's, it's very, very fragile. especially this like very point it's like it's like i don't know how the new going baby is but you probably know more about this but i imagine it's very fragile and it's like and the work is also like it, if you just show it for the first time mm-hmm. if it's even not yet conceived fully then it's like you want to slap it with something it's yeah and it's just like uh it's it's always this i don't it's very heavy <laughs> but I do guess. you go as a spectator for a work in progress to see i do yeah. it's interesting yeah, I, I I love that part. I and see everything I can. I like mm-hmm. to go to, for work in progress and see unfinished things a lot. And also, for me, for example, it's not clear, like, do artists want to hear some feedback or not? They will ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
big, big pleasure talking with you, sharing your thoughts. I think we can go like this forever. Um, but we can make a second and a third podcast. We have still four minutes. Maybe is, another I, I, want, I want anyone to watching this to really appreciate our beautiful background. Which took a lot of time to uh, install it. Yeah, so we have the antlers over there. We have TVs. We have broken lamps. We have the, I don't know, those uh, bowling balls like there. Glasses. But it's, it's just all incredible. And it's all real from that place. In Latvia, and this is not all in our head. It's not imaginary. It's real. And you should see what is outside. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's incredible. It's definitely a place to come and visit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we are in Ligatne, Latvia. No. <laughs> this is because we never in the named it. Like the forest. Ligatne. No, he said like in the you, beginning. You of the, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. I cannot pronounce it, but I said. Oh, it's, I don't have the pronunciation. I don't have the pronunciation. I Hi, this is Higgin and I hope you enjoyed what you just listened to. I love having those conversations, but it's a lot of work. So you can help me out by becoming a patron, whether it's on patreon.com or on PayPal. This will help to keep the quality and the frequency of the podcast. Otherwise, have a wonderful day and see you very soon.